Hey, 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 it's episode 24 of The Change Journals, and I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we're talking a lot about gratitude this month and even next month, and I'm so excited to have Steve Austin with us to talk to us about his experience with gratitude. But first of all, Steve, dude, you've been busy. Thanks for taking time out to uh, participate in the Gratitude Challenge and invite your friends to sign up and and just to sit down and talk to me a minute. Oh my gosh. I'm always excited to sit down and talk to you. Doesn't matter how busy I am. You're my friend. You're so, my uh, Alabama super, super brother. Glad. Yeah. So I'm just glad to be here. And gratitude is one of my favorite, favorite things. It's one of the best tools in my mental health toolbox. So yeah, let's talk. Well, tell me, first of all, what what have you been up to? I mean, like this whole thing, <laughs> the past, what, couple of months, um, yeah. you, you, you've had just this amazing response to a couple of USA Today posts that you, uh, you, you wrote one and you were featured in one. And the outcome of this was a, a, a quest to help churches be more like psych wards. Dude, that's crazy awesome. That sounds a little weird, huh? Yeah, it, uh, it has been really cool. It's, it's bittersweet for me because it, it all came about after the death of Jared Wilson, mm-hmm. who was a, a good acquaintance and a, a megachurch pastor and a guy who was working really hard doing a lot of the same things that I'm doing. And unfortunately, he died by suicide. And um, that conversation all came about because of Jared's death. So there's, there's this part of me that every time somebody goes, wow, things are really taking off for you. I go, oh, yeah, yeah, they are. And then I have to let that go and go, okay, but you know what? I, I've also been working my honey off for 10 years, um, trying to love people right where they're at and doing this grace is messy thing and talking about catching your breath and sharing my story and all that. So, so I know it's not all because of that, but it's, uh, man, that was a tremendous loss for the, yeah. the faith and mental health community. So, well, in, in private, you and I have had conversations uh, a lot like this. And, and the thing that, that just encourages me uh, and and I know it will many people is that your approach to to all of this is less about uh, look at me I'm finally getting what I'm wanting your mm. approach is more about oh my goodness now I have this opportunity to hear people's stories mm. and I I see how it impacts you to whether in person or on coaching calls or emails whatever you're hearing a lot of people's pain but the flip side of that is that they're finding hope through your story thank god thank god yeah yeah um boy it's it's incredible and that's the whole call in in that USA today article the the op-ed that just kind of went wild um that's the whole goal is to say, how can we, as the body of Christ, how can we cultivate vulnerability in safe community? Like what if churches were truly safe? I know there are a few out there doing an incredible job, um, but there are a few. 
And so, so if we could cultivate vulnerability in safe community, I think we'd have our parking, our parking lots would be packed every Sunday. We'd, they'd be lined up down the sidewalk trying to get in the church because we say, come just as you are on the church sign, but I don't know that we do the best job living that out. And so, so my goal in all of this is to say, um, you know what, there's still hope for the church. And so let's learn how to do this right. Let's flip the script. Let's, let's dust ourselves off and get back up and say, all right, now we're really going to love people like Jesus said. So yeah, it's exciting. So that, that article has done really well. It's opened up some cool new um, speaking opportunities. And I'm pitching two books right now because what is more bizarre than trying to write one book, uh, <laughs> trying to write two books. So <laughs> doing that and uh, just, I'm just having a blast. I really am. I'm just having so much fun. And you've got a big trip coming up um, in the next, what, you've got a, you've got a little trip coming up next week and some big trips coming up, like for work. <laughs> Yeah. Can, yeah. Can, can you talk I, about that or are we going to have to oh, wait sure. until the outcome? No, we can totally talk about it. I'm going to uh, California in a month. Yeah. Gosh, in like a month and two days, I leave to go to California and I'll be out there for a little more than a week. I've got, I don't know, six or seven speaking gigs while I'm out there. So it's a little mini tour, I guess. And uh, hanging out with Sam Lamont, who uh, anybody in the the writing world and especially the Christian writing world knows Anne Lamont. Right. This is Anne Lamont's son, Sam, who um, runs Hello Humans and the How to Human podcast. And he's just a super cool guy. So I'm going to hang out with him on his show and speak several places while I'm out there. And then I come back and toward the end of January, I head up to Canada. So I'll, uh, I don't know, I'll go hang out with are the you, Mounties Are you learning to speak Canada? I think I'm going to learn to speak Canadian. <laughs> yep. You have to say a lot of A's. So a. I have a good friend whose husband was in the military, which means, of course, they were all in the military and, and they were stationed in Egypt. And and uh, they, they didn't, whenever they would travel, especially with their family members who were visiting and doing touristy kind of stuff, they, they always had a driver. And um, they were told to never say that they were Americans. And... And my friend is from Louisiana, and gir- and dude, she she's got an accent that <laughs> did you almost like say a girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah I almost did. <laughs> I love almost it. did because I thought I was talking to my friend, and I'm, girl. I can't say her name here. <laughs> it totally did, and so <laughs> and so so she 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 loves to tell this story about how their car was stopped. Um, and and they're like, uh, "Where are you from?" And she's like. I'm Canadian. <laughs> About as believable as me saying I'm from New York. <laughs> exactly. So when you got an accent like ours, we got to learn Canadian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I'm just going to keep playing Sarah Bessie's audiobooks on repeat and try to get that accent down. Well, we just Probably went off the rails happen. again, didn't well, we? Well, here we are. <laughs> Uh, and let's know, throw two folks with very short attention spans together, hit record, <laughs> see what happens. Squirrel with a southern accent. Go! <laughs> spiders, spiders everywhere. They're all in my brain. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to be traveling. You're doing some speaking oh, engagements. Yeah, sure. You, you, yes, got the, uh-huh. you got the book stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, it's wh- all going on. Which, which sadly sort so means that you're going to cut back on the content that you're pushing out on your blog every week, right? Tough decision, yeah, but boy, wise. Cutting out on lots of stuff. Um, the the blog is gone. The blog the blog is no more. It's over. Um, after ten years of blogging nearly every week, my little baby blog is gone, and that's that is super bittersweet because that's like anything that I'm doing now started because of a blog in July of 2010, and so um, it was just time. I, I in addition to cutting the blog completely, um, the podcast has gone from weekly to monthly. The newsletter has gone from weekly to monthly, and um, yeah, it's I, I'm just a little too busy. So I gotta I gotta you know do my best to support my mental health and and stay sane and practice self care and have some boundaries. And so yeah, big big changes here right now, but it's all good. I'm proud of you, and Thank and, you. and and as difficult as it is. You know, we we don't get the oppor- we don't get to say do more, 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 more when we're when we're establishing those boundaries and when we're being healthy, we're making choices. And a lot of a lot of the choices that we're beginning to say no to aren't bad choices. It's just that we're choosing for now a better choice or maybe a permanently better choice. We we all have to work through our seasons in life, don't we? Yep, you got it. Which kind of leads us to gratitude. Um, gratitude is a is a choice, isn't it? Oh, is it ever? So, like, you talk um, eloquently um, and heartbreakingly about your very worst day. Hmm. Um, could you ever have imagined on that day that you? would see gratitude as a gift? <laughs> oh, I, I laugh because it, it, it seemed so laughable at the time. Um, no, that day, all I could think is I've never been more humiliated in my life. Um, you ever want to feel like a loser, like feel like a loser your whole life and then fail a suicide attempt. I know fail is a weird word to use there, but like, Try to die by suicide and don't die. You really felt like a loser. So, um, yeah, waking up in an ICU hospital room. My wife is there. Her best friend is there. um, And they're all trying to figure out what happened. And all I'm saying is this was not an accident. No, I didn't mess up my meds. I wanted to die. Um, That's, yeah, that's a a tough place to be. And I don't, I don't think I had anything that I I didn't realize I had anything to be grateful for in that season. I just wanted the pain to end. And that's, that, that's why I love to use the word gratitude practice. There's no such thing as a gratitude perfection. I've been doing this for like six years consistently and I still find myself grousing about things and it's like, oh, you need to be grateful that all you needed was a car battery for $200 instead of $1,000 when you had your car towed and now you're really ticked off at the guy going 30 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone when you're just lucky to be driving a car that only costs $200 because you had to have it towed earlier today, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so gratitude is a is a progression. It's it, it it's a practice. So 
kind of walk us through how you've gotten from your worst day to this thriving gratitude practice, even though I know it's not perfect. Yeah, sure. For me, so words really matter to me as a writer, but also as an interpreter. So a lot of people don't know that other side of my life that I'm a sign language interpreter. That's what pays a lot of the bills these days. And so as an interpreter, words matter. It's not just, it's not just the word you say, but what, what do you mean by that word? So I think for a lot of people, gratitude can feel very ambiguous. It's, it's like, like I'm thinking, is it, is it just saying thank you to your server at the restaurant when they bring you a refill? Yeah. Um, is it just a list of things to be thankful for every day? Absolutely. Sure. Is it living a life of appreciation? I think so. That We hear that have an attitude of gratitude a lot, and that sounds really cliche these days. But when you actually have a life of gratitude, it changes everything. When you learn to appreciate people for who they are in your life, for what they've done for you, for how they've shown up, it, it can literally change things. It helps improve your overall level of happiness. And who the heck doesn't want to be a little more happy these days? Um, gratitude strengthens your relationships with people. It draws more positive people toward you when people see you with that positive, optimistic attitude full of appreciation. Um, it's, it's, people talk about the law of attraction. I think that's where it really comes into play is I'm putting this gratitude out into the world and it is drawing people back to me. That's a really good thing. Um, not only that, but if you look at studies, studies have shown that people who show gratitude consistently live a healthier life. They have less of that constant up and down of emotions. Uh, people who practice gratitude have been shown to sleep better. They have fewer health problems. And so how do you find gratitude when life just sucks, I think is a really important question. When you're facing the worst day of your life, when you're recovering from the worst day of your life, I think that question is really important. I don't want to skim over it. I, I think it matters for a lot of us. So. These days, when I'm in a funk, because the funk still comes, right? Um, I, I know that I need more gratitude. But seven years ago, I had no idea about gratitude. Um, my gratitude practice actually started in therapy. And I hadn't thought about this <laughs> for years. Um, but when you mentioned sort of the topic um, that we were going to be discussing today, I sat down and, and thought back on the first time that I ever remember starting to practice gratitude, I was 29 years old. I'd nearly died by suicide. I'm sitting on a couch at the therapist's office. I felt abandoned by many of the people who were supposed to love me best. And the therapist hands me a pen and a piece of paper. And she says, write down three people who love you unconditionally. Well, when it feels like, your whole life has been stripped away from you. You don't have to do a whole lot of sifting through this long list of people. So this part was easy. Three people were, it was my wife, uh, Gigi, who's Lindsay's best friend, and Michael, my best friend. And I got those three down because those were the three that showed up in the hospital. And then I remember my grandparents. My grandparents have always loved me without condition. And so there's two more. Now we're up to five 
And then I thought about Jesus. Jesus, who met me in an ICU hospital room, begging to die, and whispered to my soul, I'm not finished with you yet. So now I'm up to six instead of three in a matter of about two minutes. Hmm. So my point is, it's really hard to feel down when you're thinking about people who love you. So the next counseling session, the therapist says, pull out your smartphone and show me a picture of your little boy. Now, my little boy had turned a year old the day after my suicide attempt. So I show her a picture of Ben on my phone and she's gawking all over this little boy on my screen. And she says, I want you to take a deep breath and don't say another word for 60 seconds. Just keep your eyes open and glued to the screen. Look at that little boy. Lock eyes with that little boy on your screen and let love wash over you. You're still here. Again, it's really hard to hate yourself when you're overwhelmed with love, when you're overwhelmed with gratitude over the opportunity to love and be loved. Okay. And in several sessions, yeah. Stop right there because there are going to be some people who want to back up about 15 seconds so that you'll say that again. And I'm just going to ask you to say that again. It's hard to hate yourself when. It's hard to hate yourself when, when you're overwhelmed by love. It's hard to hate yourself when you're overwhelmed with gratitude by the fact that you get to love other people. And that other people get to love you. And I don't mean like you, right? I mean, love you. I mean, my wife shows up in the very pit of hell with me and says, I'm not leaving you. Whoa, whoa, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for this woman who has become the tangible grace of God to me in the very deepest, worst, most horrible, unthinkable time of my life. Yeah, I'm pretty grateful for that. So the opportunity to love and be loved in return, my God, that's something to be grateful for. Oh, wow. So we're not done with gratitude in your therapist's office. Sure. What happened next? Yeah, so a few sessions later, she, the therapist, gives me another pen and piece of paper. And she says, trace your hand. <laughs> and I had done this since elementary it's school. It's turkey time. Yeah, like if I'm going to make a turkey here, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, so I outline my hand on this piece of printer paper, and I give it to her, and she takes it out in the hallway to the copy machine, and she makes 14 copies. She hands them to me, and she says, every day for the next two weeks, I want you to write down five things you're grateful for on this piece of paper. You got five fingers. Write something on each finger that you're grateful for every day. And she goes on to explain how it can be something you take for granted, like running water or indoor plumbing or having both kidneys. Um, it can be something as simple as a Reese cup, which is not very simple in my world. That's actually a very big deal. Um, or it can be something as significant as surviving suicide. But she says the only rule is that you can't list more than two people per day and you can't repeat anything over the next 14 days. Mm. So I want you to stretch yourself a little bit. So 
I took this practice and I turned it into this free PDF download that I'm going to tell you about more at the end of the conversation. But in each of these gratitude practices, that's what we're talking about. My therapist gave me something simple, something digestible that I could do to shift my mind away from the fear, the shame, the guilt that I was just entrenched in and turn to something I could be thankful for, something that would lift my mood, something that would remind me that I belong, something that would remind me that I'm connected to someone else, to the earth, to this worldwide community of humans, but, but that would remind me that I'm, I'm here and I'm alive. And if nothing else, my God, I'm grateful to be alive. Somebody cue Travis Tritt. it's great okay she she helped me do what you need to work on your mullet if you're gonna do travis (laughs) and and my pleather that's right (laughs) but she helped me do what you and i talk about quite often and that is change the tapes that play in my head Mm. she helped me find reasons to start living again so something that you mentioned before we started recording was um, talk about why it's a victory, not a failure to find just one thing to be grateful for. Someday. Yes. And, and here's why I want to do that, because we've got more than 100 people signed up for this gratitude challenge. We're like, you know, the third lesson into it. We're not quite seven days into it. And there are people who are desperately seeking gratitude because their life situation is terrible right now, and it's probably not going to get any better from the outside. And and there are some people who are expressing this idea that, well, I'm not worthy of, of, of finding gratitude even in the midst of sorrow, or I'm not ca- capable. You know, they look at the Stephen Colbert video, um, with, mm. it, um, or they, 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 they hear your story, but Steve, you know and I know how hard it is for us to know that these principles apply to us. We think we're the exception, right? So I'm really interested in in spending the, the remaining time we have together today walking through um, just some real practical, crunchy ideas for how we celebrate victory and what we do when we can't find anything to be grateful for, and then when we want to give up because we're not grateful for the hard times in our life. Mm. So good. So I'm driving to school this morning, taking Ben and Caroline to school, and we have a gratitude practice that we do together every day on the way to school. And it's it's simple. It's tell me one thing you're thankful for. And for a five-year-old, that's plenty. Like, if, yeah. if I expected Kara to give me a list of 25, holy cow, that conversation would go <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> but tell me one thing you're thankful for. And she said, I'm thankful for my daddy. Sweet girl. She got brownie points. She must be wanting some new shoes or something. But she said, I'm grateful for my daddy. And Lindsay said, okay, tell me three reasons you're grateful for daddy. And she said, he's funny. He gives me hugs and kisses before bedtime and he's kind. Mm. Okay. So not toot my own horn here. Ben said the same thing, but he said about his mom, I'm grateful for my mama. 
And so I turned it around on Ben. Tell me three things you're grateful for for mama. Why are you grateful for her? Um, then we stretched a little bit and said, okay, I want you to each tell me something you're thankful for about your school. I don't remember what Kara said, but Ben said, I'm thankful for my music teacher. I said, okay, tell me three reasons why you're thankful for mm. Mr. Jones. What's my point? My point is you, you pick out that one thing and if you're able, you say, okay, all right, why am I thankful for that? I'm thankful. I mean, if I come up with nothing else, if I'm having just a day where I'm like, boy, I'm, I'm a little stuck here. Um, maybe I'm just really sleepy this morning or maybe the last week has been a little rough. Um, if nothing else, I'm thankful for the breath in my lungs. I'm, I'm just grateful to be alive. Well, then I can break that down. Why am I grateful to be alive? And I go see those two little blue-eyed, blonde-haired babies, right? I'm, I'm grateful to be alive for them. I see that beautiful wife of mine. I'm grateful to be alive for her. I connect with you and I go, man, I'm grateful to be alive because I got friends like Tracy in the world. I, I sit down at my computer and I'm writing this new book or whatever I'm doing. I'm, I'm thankful for all of these things. But sometimes, yeah, you can only start with that one. So my, what was I thankful for this morning? Mine was the way the morning light was sort of illuminating, backlighting the leaves on the trees, right? They're starting to turn. We're here at the beginning of fall. And it's just beautiful. It's just like a, a picture painted on my way to drop the kids at school. Um, I, would, I would rather you pick one thing that you're truly grateful for, something that really inspires you, something that grounds you back to life, whatever that is. One thing that you're truly grateful for, rather than BSing five things just to like fill in the blanks on some paper, pick that one thing and start there. And then, like I say, you can, you can do this, break it down into three more reasons why you can kind of branch out from there, but, but don't like, this is a, this is a practice. I'm, I'm not gonna, I haven't worked out in years. Okay. I'm not going to go to the gym and uh, warm up on the treadmill, move to the stair climber, go do <laughs> 25 squats yeah. uh, and finish up with some bench press all on day one. Gratitude is a muscle and we are building and stretching and growing that muscle. So I think you have to give yourself a whole lot of grace. Yes. And that is so hard for us to show ourselves grace. And in and this morning, you know, uh, I've been posting in our gratitude challenge, uh, there's a community, and um, I've been posting every morning a new thread that starts with my gratitude practice. And this morning, I was all over the map because I, I was feeling that sense of wonderment, and I couldn't quite articulate it. And I almost erased it because there are people looking at it and I realized it's okay to ramble in our gratitude practice. The thing that I was grateful for, mm -hmm. I just watched this this video of of a speech therapist in San Diego who is training her dog to use a soundboard that she uses to teach kids who who can't speak. And this dog is learning to share what he wants through this little soundboard. And it was amazing. Wow. And so what that translated to was my old Mr. Winchester, who is, he is a smart dude. And it also, it also then took me down this, this, pardon the weird pun, the this rabbit trail of how well my mom 
knows Mr. Winchester and Ms. Astor, our cat. I mean, she gets them in a way that I don't. They're just these mm. subtle differences. And so what that one thing triggered this morning, you know, I'm watching these the, this video and this story about this dog, and then I, you know, I, I, I binged the dude's Instagram account. Um, but, but what a marvelous gift it is to get to live with my mom and to watch her interact with these, these beasts, you know, and to know how much they love her. And then that translates to her dad, who was so terrific with his cattle and even pigs, you know, Hmm. and, and that, that took me on this trail to my childhood um, and and the relationships with not just pets, but with parents and grandparents. And so you're right. I love this notion. If we're struggling for gratitude to find one thing and then say, why three times? Yeah. Um, looking back on some dark days in my life after I started my gratitude practice, there are days when I just had one thing to be grateful for, and I felt like a failure. But looking back now and looking back on that, I realized what a victory it was because I was still fighting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think any time that we're, we're recovering – and I think we're all always recovering from something yep. big, small, you know, maybe short term, maybe extended. Um, yeah. If you can have that one thing every day that you're thankful for. And like you say, turn it around and go, why, why, why? Um, oh, my goodness. It, 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 I do. I think it's a gratitude practice and I think it's a grounding practice. I really think mm. that it, it I don't know if it if it gives you a reason to live um, if it, if it gives you a reason to connect or reconnect with someone that's huge. I love your rabbit trail of, I'm thankful for this, which reminds me of that, which reminds me of that. Um, same, you know, same thing for me that I'm thankful for the breath in my lungs. Well, who cares about breath in your lungs if you got nothing to live for? But if that breath in your lungs reminds you that you've got all these things and people to live for, um, that situations are temporary, that sometimes emotions lie to us, all those things. If all that comes from, I'm grateful for the breath in my lungs, well, let's keep being grateful for that. Yeah. Now you're preaching, my brother. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So how does someone get this download you made about, um, your, with your hand, the thing that your, your therapist taught you in the days after your suicide attempt that helped you begin, it's basically a gratitude practice on training wheels, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can download the PDF. If you go to my website, which is catchingyourbreath.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see gratitude tool. If you click on that link that says gratitude tool at the top of the page, then you'll get this um, printable gratitude practice. And you'll also get uh, a holiday stress guide. We're right here in the in the beginning of the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it is that you celebrate in the winter, all that is coming. And sometimes the, the holidays can be extremely stressful, whether it's in-laws or outlaws or whatever it is that you have to deal with during the holidays. Um, boy, our stress can really go up during the season. So 
you download the gratitude practice, uh, that gratitude tool, and you get my holiday stress guide for free. So that is so cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And and sure. thank you for, for supporting uh, our gratitude challenge. Uh, we've got, like I said, more than 100 people signed up. And um, How exciting is that? I Have know. you slowed down and whispered thank you for that? Um, How cool is that? Yeah, not not as much as I should. In fact, last week, <laughs> my coach. shamey. No, 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 I know. <laughs> No, but my, last week my coach, uh, I'd hit a, I'd hit a milestone, and my coach was like, he asked me the exact same question: "Have you slowed down long enough to celebrate this particular milestone?" And I hadn't. I mean, mm. that's kind of my thing. I, you and I, me both. Yeah. I just, I just blow through it, <laughs> and it's like, one. okay, what's my next target? And yeah. it's like, no, slow down, enjoy yeah. the breath in our lungs, mm-hmm. and be grateful. Yeah. I, I don't do here that you well. are. I mean, uh, well, let me do it for you. Here you are starting this Reboots podcast thing out of your own pain, out of your own story, mm. out of your own struggle, your own journey with unresolved grief and other stuff. And it's okay. It's a show, whatever. It's a podcast, but it's so much. It's a ministry. It's your yeah. ministry. Yep. And you keep working to keep reaching more people. So all that stuff you say to me in the beginning of the show, I'm saying back to you, it's working and you're reaching people and people's lives are being changed. And if one person, oh my gosh, if their stories change because they found the spark of gratitude, yeah. phenomenal. But here's a hundred plus people. So bravo you friend. I'm celebrating you. Oh, thank you. You're right. I, yeah. I, I do need to do that. Super excited about this. Thanks again. Thank you, my brother. I'm so glad to hang out with you. And um, we'll catch you on the Catching Your Breath podcast. All right, my friend. Maybe you're looking for a glimmer of hope this holiday season. First, please know this. You're not alone. Second, I just want to encourage you to 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 try something different. Maybe like Steve, you can find hope in the simplicity of the hand turkey drawings that we used to make when we were kids. Download the tool that helps Steve find gratitude in the days following his suicide attempt. Here's how you do that. Hit the link in the show notes, catchingyourbreath.com, then select gratitude tool. That's a link at the top of the page. I think it's on the upper right-hand side. If you're looking for more information about our 30 days of gratitude challenge, well, check out rebootspodcast.com forward slash gratitude 2019. There are a couple of gratitude goodies from Steve inside that challenge. And, uh, you got links for both of those in the show notes. And also, you know what? Feel free to reach out to Steve or me. We'd, we'd be glad to hear your story and uh, share your victories and your struggles and maybe help you get unstuck. With my Alabama brother, Steve Austin, I'm Tracy Winchell. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this edition of the Change Journals Inside the Reboots Podcast.